Good morning, church. A sick cosmic joke. Keith Bowman speaking on patience. <laughs> Those of you that know me understand that. When I was younger and I wanted to get from one place to another, it seemed like there was always some slowpoke on the road in front of me. How many of you have experienced that? <laughs> A lot of young hands going up. As I got older and I wanted to take in the countryside, how many of you have ever been on 195 and wanted to take your time and actually see anything and it seems like there are crazy people behind you wanting to pass you? Patience for those who are ahead and for those who are behind. Our text this morning is from John 11. Before I mention that, <clears throat> I want to speak of, um, I think you can take that away. I see a bunch of slides up there. Oh, they're, they're gone. Okay. I don't think we'll be using that. Two things. One of praise. Uh, Molly shared with me after three MRIs. Weber's tumor is gone. He still has several health issues, but thank you, Lord, for taking this away. Many prayers of thanksgiving. Sickness is what we're going to be talking about in John 11 and death. We're going to be talking about two sisters and their patience with Jesus and their patience with the circumstances that surrounded them. Two sisters in our extended family, two grandmothers. One had a child and we have been lifting prayers up for Sierra for a while now. And in the midst of that, another child, the other sister's child, developed what we think was probably SIDS and they got the child and took him to the hospital and they didn't make it. Sickness. Here we have in this story someone who was sick. And we have Jesus with his disciples and Jesus chooses to delay two more days before he leaves for the destination. And you don't have to raise your hands on this one, but how many of you have had tests done? And Lord help, those test results are not going to be back before Friday. You're going to have to wait for the weekend. Can you identify and all of the things that you think and imagine between the time those tests are given and the time you get your results back. I'm going to be reading from John 11, and I want to share uh, some thoughts from that.
Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, The sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed there two more days. That's the weekend for those of us that understand what delay is. He delayed two more days. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you're going back there? Jesus answered, are there not twelve hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by the world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. After he had said this, he went to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but the disciples thought he meant the natural sleep. Isn't it amazing how God is patient with us, even his disciples who had been with him for a while, to be patient to work with them? And finally, we read this about another disciple. So we then told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. And then Thomas, also called Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us go also that we may die with him. So you see different sorts of reactions to stress and patience and lack of patience. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had been dead in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you... Had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know, even now, God will give you whatever you ask. This is the same Martha who was earlier fussing about her sister not helping her out in the house. And so we get this idea that, you know, she was just the logistical Martha always working on the things to get things done and not a spiritual Martha. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies and whoever lives and believes and me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who was to come into the world. 
And after she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they said. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could he have not have opened the eyes of the blind man, have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take the stone away. But Lord, said logistical Martha at this point, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you if you believed? you would see the glory of God. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to him, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Then after that, it tells of the Pharisees' intent to further kill him and the prophecy of Caiaphas. I'm struck by several things in this story one Martha as far as I know was the only one other than Peter that declared I know that you are the son of God who came into the world and so you see different people who at some time are so focused in other things and then they have a moment of clarity and they declare things that pretty awesome She said, she looked at him and she said, I, I know that even now he will give you what you ask. Does that not take a lot of faith? After they had been impatient and both of them said, Lord, if you had been here, I'm impatient with you. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. To go to the point where she says, I know that even now he will give you this. I've spoke many times about the, the verses where Jesus wept. 
Jesus wasn't that far from dying himself, and yet he, too, knew that he would rise again. I haven't spoken a lot about Lazarus. Depending on how you read the Bible, where you think of another Lazarus, the rich man in Lazarus, who was in Abraham's bosom after he passed away, can only imagine of the thoughts coming back to life from where you had been. The irony with this Lazarus is he had to die again. After he was raised from the dead, he had to die again. If you have died and you come back to life, you know that there is a, another death that you have to deal with. But you also get a second chance. The funny thing about second chances is it just depends on how we perceive our second chance is. As we deal with patience and we think about the patience of our Jesus who has taken time to to give thanks to his father for giving him the power to raise Lazarus from the dead. How busy had that Jesus been? He was the Logos. He was the Word. He created, co-created the heavens and the earth. And he was taking time out in this small little thing called earth to bring somebody back to life. You know, the disciples never did get it right up until the time that Jesus was betrayed. They had moments of getting it, and yet they all fleed in one way or another. And you know, we do too. We do too sometimes when, when things get rough. But Lazarus got a second chance, and I think that reflects to us the opportunity that we have for a second chance not because we're patient but because he is God and he loves us you all remember or most of you remember a point in time in your life when you wanted a second chance you knew you were dead in your sins you knew you didn't have any hope you knew that one way or the other this world had you down. And yet, we were all given a second chance. So as we think about patience this morning, as we think about life, I guess the thing that sticks out in my mind is, how would God want us to live knowing that we have a second chance? How would he want us to live? Would he want us to live in fear that we might mess up again? Kind of like the guy that got one talent and went and hid it? Or would he want us to maybe share the hope that's within us? Not necessarily to a crowd, but to a person. Someone else who might be needing a second chance. He gives us a way we can do that, and as we go to that part this morning, we talk about, so where are we this morning?
where are we in our walk? Has our faith become dead? Are we afraid to pull the light out from under the bushel? Are we shining and giving it everything we got? He's been pretty patient with us. Can we go and love him and love our neighbor and try to help those who need help as we encounter them? Lesson's yours. If anybody needs to respond publicly or privately, that opportunity is there for you. If you need prayers, we want to give you those prayers. And one prayer that was answered already this morning, and I forgot to mention, is that Butch is doing a little bit better than what he originally uh, we heard this morning. So we should give thanks for that as well. If you need to respond this morning in some way, do it while we stand and sing.